Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Today's good luck is the light margarine, light in flavor, light on your tongue, just like the high-priced spread. Lever Brothers has world rights to the process that makes good luck different from other margarines. It's light, guaranteed to leave no oily aftertaste or your money back. No oily aftertaste, good luck, good luck, good luck. Who turned the thermostat off? Uh-oh, I didn't even know he was home. Oh, goodness, I didn't either. You should have turned it down again before he got home. Oh, say, <laughs> well, just ignore it. Mm-hmm. I really do wish you'd stop ironing, Aunt Effie. You said your back was bothering you. Well, all right, dear. I'm sitting down. I've got the heating pad right on my back. I want to finish this ironing for dinner. Well, now that he's home, I better turn the oven up higher and start the bacon for the calves liver. Who did it? Who turned the thermostat up? Oh, hi, dear. I didn't know you were home. Yes, obviously. Who turned the thermostat up? Uh, well, I cannot tell a lie, sir. Oh, I did. Honey, for Pete's <laughs> sakes, will you will you let that thing alone? Every time I go past, I see you've shoved it up again. Well, the house was cold. Look, the thermostat is set. It is properly regulated. As soon as the temperature goes below 72, it automatically goes on. Well, then 72 is too cold, isn't it, Aunt Effie? I think I'd better stay out of this. Well, Aunt Effie said she was cold, and anyhow, I was. I like a warmer house. 72 is not too cold. As a matter of fact, the the proper temperature is 68. Proper for whom? Not for me. Hmm. Anyhow, the dining room, where you insisted on putting the thermostat, may be 72, but the rest of the house is colder. And to get the rest of the house warmer, I have to shove the thermostat up. That is absolute nonsense. If the dining room stays at 72, that is perfectly adequate. Look, even if 72 is all right in the dining room, who sits in the dining room all day? Nobody. We use it for one hour for dinner, and the only reason... Oh, oh no, no. there go the lights oh. again. I'm well, sorry. What do you do now? Well, I forgot I can't have the fry pan and the toaster going at the same time. What's happened, oh. Mommy? Where is everybody? No, it's, it's all right, Betsy, honey. We're, we're in the kitchen. Your mother blew a fuse again. <laughs> Remember the wolf in the story of the three little pigs? He huffed and he puffed until he blew the house in. Well, that's one way to make light housekeeping even lighter. But it's hardly as pleasant or as practical as listening to CBS radio on workdays. Here you'll find entertainment you can enjoy, no matter what else you're doing. The kind of entertainment that's turned names like Arthur Godfrey and Art Linkletter into household words. Five days a week on most of these same stations... Godfrey and Linkletter keep a steady stream of amusement coming your way. On our Godfrey time, merriment and music are the main ingredients, well seasoned with Godfrey mischief. 
As your host on House Party, Art Linkletter welcomes you to an all-out session of fun every weekday. No huffing and no puffing here either. Just real people telling real human interest stories about themselves and taking part in one zany stunt after another on CBS Radio's delightful House Party. Pete, where's the flashlight? I don't know where the flashlight is, and I can't find any candles, and it wouldn't no. do if I, any good if I did, because I can't find any matches. I don't like to sit in the dark. No, no, darling, you're all right, Betsy. You sit right here with Aunt Effie. That flashlight should be in this drawer. No, it isn't. I can't feel it at any rate. Here, what is this Let now? me see. Oh, no, 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 that's okay, the hammer. Yeah, I guess so. You know, when we moved into this new house, we were going to have special drawers for everything. The flashlight was always going to be in this drawer. Well, it isn't. Yeah. You had it the last time I saw it, dear. You were looking for something outside that you dropped in the snow. Oh, there uh-huh. must be some matches somewhere. We can at least light a candle. Well, we can't find any candles. Well, we had dozens of old candles. I melted them down at Christmas time to make one big, lovely Christmas candle that we had on the piano. Well, let's find some matches, then. Maybe you can use those to find the fuses. Well, we probably don't have have any fuses. Seems to me I used the last one two days ago when you blew a fuse. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, sorry. Look, I, I I have told you a thousand times. You cannot, you cannot use all your electrical appliances at one time. Now, the refrigerator was going. You had the oven on. Then you put on the fry pan. Uh, Aunt Effie was ironing. She had on the electric pad. <clears throat> then you put on the toaster. I put in some toast just to decorate the platter. Calves, liver, bacon, parsley, and toast points around the edge. I saw a picture of it in the magazine today. Toast points. Well, pieces of toast. Garnish with parsley and toast points, it said. So we blow a fuse. Boy, I tell you, you women want all the modern conveniences, but you don't pay the slightest attention to certain elementary electrical facts. Look, are you going to stand here in the dark and lecture me? I'm hungry. Yes, well, the baked potatoes are in the oven, and they aren't done, and the oven is off. So until Daddy figures out what to do, I guess we sit here in the dark. All right. Now, look, don't get up and move around. You might stumble over something and break your leg. All now, right. everybody just sit still while I see if I can find some matches. Betsy, go wash your hands. Now, dinner's finally ready. Honestly, quarter to nine, way past her bedtime. Well, I'm sorry. I had to drive around until I found a store that was open, one that had fuses... Shall I carry the platter in? No, wait a minute. Aunt Effie's putting the toast points on. So I don't know why we're bothering to be so fancy at this hour. Just a minute. The toast is stuck again. I've got to dig it out. Yeah, all right. Well, don't you ever... What's Aunt the matter? Effie, what? what are you Digging doing? Digging the piece of toast out. It's stuck down oh, in there. Fork. Will you give me that fork? Give me that fork? Honestly, no. don't you know better than to dig out a piece of toast with a silver fork like that? Honestly, what is the matter with you, women? Well, what is the matter with you? Yes, I always dig out the toast with a Certainly. fork when it's stuck. I, I, I tell you... Well, to begin with, you ruin the toaster. Oh. And secondly, oh. it is dangerous. It is dangerous. You could get a terrible shock. Oh, well, that is nonsense. I've been doing it for years. So have I. Yeah, well, I see now why we have new toasters all the time. Oh, come on now. Let's eat before everything is cold. Bring things in. I've got the potatoes and the corn. Come on, Betsy. I'm here, Mommy, oh. and I wash my hands. <laughs> Gee, I'm hungry. I'll bet you are, darling. Poor child, it's so late. Now, come on, sit down, everybody. Uh, Kenya, I, I am constantly appalled at the ignorance yeah, of women no. when it comes to anything mechanical or electrical. No potatoes for me. Mm-hmm. I'm no going to start my diet. Here we are living in an age of technology, and you, you women don't even know the, 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 the simplest, most basic, fundamental facts about... Uh, just give me a very small piece of liver. Oh. I don't care much for it, you know. Why didn't you tell me that, Aunt Effie? I'd have had something oh, else. No, 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 no. It's all right there. Give me that one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's no wonder they're beginning to reorganize our educational system. I just hope they 
instigate some compulsory course for girls so that <laughs> Betsy will grow up knowing something about modern appliances, besides knowing just how to turn them on. I don't see the butter. Oh, I forgot to put it on. Sit still, sit still. I'll get it. Betsy will probably get some science courses that we didn't take. Or at any rate, most girls uh, didn't take if they didn't. Well, I hope so. Some what, Daddy? Well, some science, advanced technology, physics, aerodynamics. You'll be living in a more advanced era than ours, you know. What science? Well, things like learning how to build a satellite, dear. Oh, now, look, I don't expect Betsy to learn how to build a satellite, Aunt Abby. Mm -hmm. I'd just like her to know why she shouldn't dig toast out of a toaster with a fork. Oh. I know how to build a satellite already, Daddy. Huh? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, fire! <laughs> oh, boy, if we're only that simple, huh? You see that a couple of weeks ago about how they're making this capsule for a man to be sent off into space? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. There was something in the news about it today, as a matter of fact. Was it yesterday? I think that is so silly. Oh, here's the butter on it. Silly? What do you mean, silly? Well, it's only big enough for one man. Now, just who is going to go up all by himself? Yes, that's what I thought at the time I heard about it. I certainly wouldn't. Neither would I. Well, look, there'll be plenty of volunteers. Well, of course. Crackpots sure. if people want publicity. Mm -hmm. well, nobody with any common sense. Yes, that's just what I thought, and there's no sense in somebody like that going up. If one man goes, he ought to be a man who has some knowledge of yes. what he's doing. Best eat your bacon, too, now, dear. Well, certainly, but there'll be plenty of brilliant men who will volunteer. No, but for heaven's sakes, they probably won't even know for sure what their chances are for coming back safely. Mm. That's right, that's right, but they'll be doing it in the name of science. They'll be taking the same chance that all great pioneers have taken. Just think of it, no, really. To be the first man zooming through space. Thousands of miles from Earth. Oh, goodness, gives me chills just thinking about it. <laughs> me too. Sounds horrible. Oh. I'd be scared to death. Even if I were a brilliant rocket expert or whatever mm. they are, I know I'd never volunteer. Mm. I wouldn't be scared, Mommy. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's a girl. Your daddy wouldn't be scared either, honey. Oh, come now. I wouldn't. Really, I wouldn't. Not if I were a scientist and I knew something about it. Mm. You wouldn't be scared to go zooming through space thousands of miles from Earth? Well, I, I might be slightly nervous, yes, but I, I'd certainly do it. <laughs> oh, honey. Now, come on, be honest. I would. <laughs> slightly nervous as he goes whizzing past the moon. Yes. <laughs> this from a man who even hates going up in a Ferris yes. wheel. <laughs> all right, all right, lad. Now, look, I was saying, if, if I were a scientist, and by golly, if I were a brilliant rocket expert or whatever, as you put it, I, I would be, I would certainly be proud and happy to volunteer. I would. <laughs> You're joking. I am not joking. I wouldn't even hesitate to volunteer. Well, you might not come back. You'd never see us again. Why, yes. You mean you just gallivant off into space without caring about your wife and your two lovely children? Well, of course I'd care, but if you're making a sacrifice for the sake of scientific knowledge... You mean you're willing to sacrifice us? I expect you to understand, yes. Oh. To a great scientist, his, his personal life has to be secondary. And how am I going to earn a living to support the children? I'm not fitted for anything. Had you thought of that? I'd have insurance for Pete's sake. Insurance? Does insurance take the place of a father? Oh, Daddy, are you really going off with a rocket? Well, he wants to, and it's the same thing. That's all we mean to him. Excuse me, I don't believe I want Oh, John, come back here, will you? Oh, honey, off up here. Sit down now. Did you get Betsy to bed? No, I finished the dishes. Aunt Effie took her. Hey, come here, come here. Now sit on my lap. 
Well, don't you feel a little silly getting so mad at dinner? <laughs> hmm? Well, I'm glad you're not a brilliant scientist who puts his work first. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a secret, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> if I were and they asked me to volunteer, think how embarrassed I'd be trying to get out of it. <laughs> well, you could always say you were allergic to stardust, dear. <laughs> oh, honey, you know I'd never go away and leave you. Oh, you're so oh. Oh. Come on in, come no, on in, right. I'm just being romantic. Now, I'm getting off your lap. You just had this suit press. Hey, look, why don't I get the card table and the three of us play some scrap? Oh, huh? I love to play scrap. Card table's behind the door in the dining room. I'll get off the scrabble board. You pop some chairs. All right, we just need two. One of us can sit on the couch, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, for Pete's sakes, who shoved that thermostat up again? Oh, dear, I'll be so glad when summer comes. More families, far more families, rely on X-Lax than any other laxative. And for one important reason, X-Lax helps you toward your normal regularity gently overnight. You take pleasant-tasting chocolate at X-Lax at bedtime, won't disturb your sleep. And the next morning, you'll be well on the way toward your normal regularity. No wonder pleasant-tasting chocolate at X-Lax is used by more families than any other laxative. So when you or any member of your family needs a laxative, remember, take X-Lax today. Feel better tomorrow. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Francie Myers and is produced by Walter Hart.